Lonnie and Kay were high school sweethearts. But over time, the never-ending conflict and their loss of love threatened to tear their marriage apart. When we filled out our forms with Focus on the Family, they asked us if we believed in a miracle, if we were willing to allow a miracle to happen. And, you know, with all my heart, that's what I wanted. Lonnie and Kay attended Hope Restored, where Focus counselors help heal and restore broken relationships, giving husbands and wives godly hope for the future. I guess what I'd say is I cherish her now more than I did before, and I, and I have a way that I can communicate to her that I did not have before, and Focus on the Family has given me that ability. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Kay and Lonnie's every month. Become a friend to Focus on the Family by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Anyone who's been married for a while will tell you that trying to change your spouse is just not a good idea. If something isn't important, just let it go. But there are times when you get so irritated. My wife moves fast, and uh, she changes shoes a lot. And what I've noticed is she often changes shoes and leaves the old pair right where I want to step. And so there's this collection, this ongoing collection of shoes in some places, and I find myself sometimes getting irritated, and I kick the shoes, and then I realize, why am I kicking those shoes? It's just, it's not a big deal. Let it go. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They're in charge of our marriage team here, and I won't ask you two for... All right, Greg, I will ask you for an example. (laughs) Why did I know this was going to happen? So how have you learned to let go of something that becomes an irritant to you? So kind of like the shoes Like the shoes are for me. You know, probably one of the things that that Aaron and I will battle over that drives me crazy is just the the lights. In, I knew in, that's what he was going to say. <laughs> yeah, Aaron. remember, I'm sitting here. Dina's not sitting here. I am. <laughs> well, I'll loop back and share in a way I irritate Dina. But please proceed <laughs> on behalf of the other men in the audience. We just we just battle over just turning lights she leaves on them and off. on you know she she loves to create a very warm a mood mood yeah atmosphere in our home and and I get that but lately I've been noticing he's turning on the same lights that I turn on only I... because I know you're going to turn them on and I'm just trying to do it for you <laughs> well, fine you liked my mood she's going to turn the light on in three hours I might as well no, turn it on I now for 100% her. doing that because I know you like them on but but I, I because I I mean John at some point I even found research that showed like one lamp that's left um, under the day costs you how much X costs. dollars, yes. and then I went you know what okay first and foremost Aaron has to matter too if if Aaron likes the lights on if that creates the type of warmth in the environment that she wants in our home she has to matter. And, and I can go, yeah, but the money, yeah, that, that's all true. But I think what's really helped me is to uh, distinguish between a preference that's mine and something that's harmful 
to our marriage or something that maybe is against what, what, what God would say is okay. And, and I'm pretty certain that he's not addressing lights being left on, you know, within the Bible. And so that's more of a preference. And so if it's a preference, Aaron has to experience me in a way that says you matter. And, and if this is important to you, okay. And, and, and there has to be room for both people in the marriage. Okay, so I'm just going to take to heart that I need to let go of the shoe thing. Unless it's harmful. What if you trip and break an ankle? Well, that's that, what I'm that, trying to avoid. I'm in, trying to avoid right. her being a widow because she's leaving shoes all over creation. <laughs> <Widow>. <laughs> no, really. She, she moves fast, and honestly, I change shoes a lot too. So I should just let go of it. Well, let's go ahead and hear a conversation that actually you too, Greg and Aaron, had with Jim Daly about dealing with differences in marriage and different habits and how to let go. Uh, let's hear part of that now. Well, from a, a marriage counseling perspective, which both of you have done many hours with couples, um, when one spouse is trying to change the other spouse, that's usually a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Why? It seems uh, maybe rational. That's the best way to go. I can change him. Well, one is manipulative. So if I'm trying to change her, basically what I'm saying is I don't like what you're doing. I think what I want or the way I think it should be is better than the way you think or what you're doing. So one, it, it sends a message that, that I'm superior. I think I'm better. I know more than you do. But also it says what God created you're is... supposed a, to say, yes, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, dear. Yeah. But it also... I don't remember that happening like that, though. <laughs> sorry, you're talking about we'll the just, Lord. You just <laughs> listen to this podcast over and over and over again. You can hear me saying, yes, dear. It also says, though, to God almost, that, hey, what you created, I don't think is that good. Mm. You mm. said it was good, but I'm kind of saying it's not because I don't like it. That's not the way that I would do it. That's different than me. Again, those movements are making the canoe feel real unstable. And, and that's why this doesn't, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask you a common uh, maybe debate. Whenever I use the word argument, somebody will write a letter saying Christians shouldn't argue. Uh, so let me just say the debate between a couple. It could be something like this. Honey, you treated that person with such deference and such kindness. How come you don't treat me that way? If I were to say something that bad, mm-hmm. you would have been down my throat. Yeah. We're far more comfortable with our spouse and letting them know what we really feel than perhaps mm-hmm. with even close friends or family members. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I had a realization just last week. I was at the children's hospital with our little Annie who has a few special needs. And, you know, the doctors were coming in one after the other and really looking at her and evaluating for what was wrong. And, for you know, like you're saying, I see everything that's right with her. But then why, when we look at our spouse, do we look at these differences as something is wrong? Mm. And thus, you know, with our friends, with our kids, we, we will see what's right. Mm. And so why can't we extend that grace and see what what God created is good. It says, in like you said in Genesis, it's good. And to really allow him to be who he is. But again, being intimate and being close, mm. often we can't or we choose not to do that. Well, and I guess it'd be another way of saying it. The cup of grace for others can sometimes be much deeper than the cup of grace for your mm-hmm. spouse. And if you really can think of that, that analogy of being in the same canoe, that's why I think is perfect about this is that 
I give someone grace because I can push away from you. I can paddle back away. If you're right. doing something I don't like, you're not in my canoe. You are not a threat to my well-being in so many ways. Aaron and I are in that canoe. Everything that she does, every movement she makes can create that instability, that threat. In some way, it's the deepest, most intimate relationship that I will ever have outside of my relationship with God is with my wife. And therefore, she knows more, and it's that threat when she's moving around, I think is why that it's easier for us to extend grace to other people. The only, the only thing when I hear that analogy, it sounds like a bit of fear, that you're fearful that my canoe is tipping one way or the other. You don't want it to be that, right? Well, I just think in a deep, close relationship— because we're one, because we're in this marriage, it's true that every movement I make moves the boat in some way. And if you've ever been in a canoe, we, we know what that's like. And so it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that the canoe thus is wrong or there's something bad about it. I'm just saying the reality is that Aaron and I are in this together. Mm. And what happens is that I go from seeing all these little differences as cute and funny and, oh, I laugh at them, to they start to irritate me a little bit. I, I don't like the way that happens. It keeps me maybe from doing something. So I begin to see them in a negative light. I, I develop these negative beliefs. That creates conflict. And then down the road, hearts close, hearts harden. I mean, all because we didn't know how to manage these differences. So I say the key is, can you learn how to manage these differences? Well, Greg, you brought some things up in that clip. And on the flip side of the coin, some are perhaps listening, saying, well, that's good for you, but my spouse is so getting on my nerves. So what would you encourage that, that spouse to do? Yeah, you have to constantly be asking yourself, is this just violating something that, that I would prefer? Or is it is it something that's really violating God's law or something that, that truly is harmful for our marriage? Because if not, then what I'm basically saying to Aaron is that if this is my preference, like we talked about earlier around the lights, if, if I'm saying to her, I don't like that you leave them all on there and we need to do what I like. <laughs> more than what you like <laughs> well, is basically what well, I'm saying. I won't talk about what might happen. Yeah, and, and, and of course, as soon as you become the light police, she's going to find that you've left some lights on, and now you're a hypocrite, and things escalate, right? I mean, we don't want to go they there. They do, but I, and I don't want to spend all my time trying to control her. That It's really not my job. I'm not her accountability partner. I think sometimes in marriage... People fall into those roles. Couples become sort of the accountability partner for the other, and that's the worst thing you can ever do. Don't ever do that because it. what it does is it means that now I'm responsible to keep her from doing things or from not doing certain things. And again, that's that's not my job. Erin has to feel safe in our marriage that she matters, that, that what's important to her is also something that's important to me. If, if at the end of the day, honestly— if if I came to her and said, okay, I, I can't live like this any longer. The lights, it's just, it's, it's taking me to such a bad place. Could we figure out something around the lights that feel good to both of us? I know my wife and I know that she would say, fine, let, okay, let's sit down and talk about <laughs> it. Let's figure out something that feels good to both of us. Yeah. See, that's very different. So kind of like John, as you were talking about with the shoes, one option is just to go, it's not that big of a deal, and I'm just letting it go. The other option is to go to your spouse and say, 
you know what, this, yeah, this is irritating to me. So could we find out something that felt good to both of us? But at the end of the day, if it's something that's really causing harm to the marriage mm-hmm. or, again, is against something that, that God clearly states to us, that that's absolutely worth confronting and dealing with. And that's when you need to go to someone like Aaron, a marriage counselor, and help you work through that. Okay, let me get some clarification real quick, if I may, because you said don't be an accountability partner. But I think a lot of us are feeling like, well, actually, that's one of the strengths of the relationship is... Not in a judgmental way, but I'm kind of holding her accountable and and she's holding me accountable. Have I got something wrong here? I would say that it's looking at it that I have influence Hmm. over Greg. I don't want to be Greg's accountability partner, but I have great influence. And it all depends on how I show up utilizing that influence because it's one thing to show up. I'm going to control what's going on over there with you. I'm going to change who you are or change your preferences versus coming to him open-hearted in a loving, kind manner to say, you know what, that's really bothering me. Can we talk about it? Well, see, that this is actually the picture of accountability that I have in my head is the, the beauty that I can work through some things mm-hmm. with Dina and I can see things that she's not going to see and nobody else is going to talk to her about and she can do the same for me. That is so true, John. And so often when working with a couple, I will say it's a totally different experience if you go to your spouse, knock on the proverbial door and say, hey, from my vantage point, I can see some things over in your yard that are going on. Would you be open to my feedback? And often I'll use this example. There's a neighbor in our neighborhood, and I hope they're not listening. They put all (laughs) rocks for their yard. Well, I think that is the ugliest thing ever. It's all rocks. There is not one bit of grass in this big, beautiful home. And I said, what would it be like if I pulled my car over? I had a wheelbarrow in the back and I get out and I start loading the rocks in my wheelbarrow, taking them out of their yard and putting grass down. I mean, what's the neighbor going to say? They're going to come out and say, what are you doing? Get out of my yard. Versus I could go to their front door, ring the doorbell and say, hey, I'm noticing you've got a lot of rocks in your in your yard, and that really bothers me. And they might say, really? Huh. They may not care. They may not want to hear my feedback, but I can offer it. And but the I'm... truth is it's their yard. Exactly. Yeah. And in, in, in part of that, too, is I, I think when we typically – think of the word accountability, that there's some measure of responsibility that I then have Hmm. for this person to keep this person on the straight and narrow. And so I think that that's the part of the the accountability that that we would push back on. That that it's really not my job, Mm -hmm. nor do I want that role to be responsible to make sure that Aaron does the right thing, because then who's defining what the right thing is? Yeah, it's not... uh, There's some that are easy. And I appreciate the clarification, because my, my thought has been, I want to help Dina grow, yeah. and I, I do not wish to control her. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and she wants to help me grow. And so there are times when she says, you know, you said that in a certain way, and I just wonder if. And and those are the kind of constructive things that I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this has been really good, and, and I hope that we've stirred up some good conversation points for you in your relationship. And uh, if you want to follow up by giving us a call and talking to one of our counselors, certainly that's a service um, that's available to you. It's a free consultation. And we can then be your accountability <laughs> partner. <laughs> <laughs> Not with Greg and Aaron, but call, and we'll set up a time for one of our counselors to call you back. 
and uh, they really can give some insight and some options for you. And then more than a million people have taken our free marriage assessment. It's available online. It takes just a few minutes to fill out. That'll give you some good talking points as well. We're going to link over to the counseling services and that marriage assessment in the episode notes. And if there's anything else, just give us a call. Our number is 800-A-FAMILY. Next time, you'll hear more from Greg and Aaron. And on behalf of them and our entire team, thanks so much for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.